Hello, 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 and welcome to another segment of Sex and Virgin. Okay. I'm your host. <laughs> I'm your host, uh, Potato Bake. And although we're still in lockdown, I'm feeling quite sexy on this warm Sunday afternoon in my in my mm. onesie. <laughs> in my onesie, um, yeah. But I never walk alone. With me is my beautiful, sexy co-host, Madame de Bleu. <laughs> Those who roll with her call her Dudu, Madame de Bleu. How are you feeling today? Um, I'm uh, much better after that that uh, lovely intro. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we have electricity, so I mean, oh, amazing. That's the, the things best. we the things we suffer. Um, <laughs> no water, no electricity, yeah, um, yeah. no going outside. Obviously, for our own good. Yeah. So in today's episode, guys, we'll be talking about interracial relationships and, of course, sex. Um, and on the panel, we have our three esteemed guests. We have Baba, Balesa, aka Balesa Moles on Instagram and Twitter. And we have Mbali, whose handle is at the Joel Burger on Insta. Very creative. I like that uh, handle. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Ladies, tell me how you're doing. Let's start with Baba joining us all the way from Ireland. Thank God for technology. <laughs> Thank God for technology. Hi, ladies. Um, yeah, so I'm Baba. Nice to nice to be here, man. Uh, really excited. Um, yeah. Hoping for some, some good conversation. But yeah, thanks for having yeah. me. <laughs> awesome. Lovely to have you on. Mbali, how are you doing? Hi, um, I'm Bali. I'm from Johannesburg. Um, me and my big mouth landed myself in this room with you gorgeous ladies. Um, <laughs> but I'm feeling good, yeah. <laughs> I love your voice. I love your, like, you have a very, like, radio personality kind of voice. I love what? it. Yeah. Cool. yeah. <laughs> and at Balisa Malls, how are you doing? I'm really well. Thank you, guys. Also um, in a onesie this morning. So, um, yeah, very prepared, feeling sexy. (laughs) Yeah, and um, I'm also from Joburg and super excited about today's conversation. Yeah, Um, it's one of those, you know, that people still kind of find taboo. Um, Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we want to get your take and experiences on it, guys. Um, but basically, for those who don't know, I don't know why you wouldn't know, unless you're not South African, um, interracial relationships and marriages were illegal for a while, a long time. Um, the Prohibition of Marriages Act was implemented in 1949 and eventually repealed in 1985, which means literally up until 35 years ago, it was illegal to marry someone of a different race, especially between Europeans and non-Europeans. But we know living in the society how um, even intercultural relationships can be, you know, quite taboo. Mm-hmm. So yeah, ladies, we um, want to, you know, get your take on, on your experiences and such. And my first question to you guys is... What is your experience of interracial dating, you know, or engagements with men or women for that matter of, of other races? Are there any differences? Is it the same? Um, is it more spicier? What have you? Yeah, so, Palisa, maybe you can tell us first. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> my experience has been quite colorful because, firstly, I'm in an open relationship. Um Ooh. 
yeah, mm-hmm. with a white European man, German. Um, but over the course of our very long relationship, six and a half years, I have dated a number, a large number of other men <laughs> of all races. <laughs> and uh, it, it has been uh, something that's highlighted a number of cultural differences, some of yeah. them um, more jarring or more striking than mm-hmm. others, you know. So in our personal relationship, for instance, one of the major things the further along we got was him having not met my family. And as a black mm-hmm. person, we don't take people home until there's Lobola or something, yeah. you know, of that sort. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so this is me having this conversation with him, explaining uh, some of the way that we, we conduct our relationships in the black mm-hmm. community. But at the same time, I'd be off traveling with him to Germany and spending six weeks in his mom's house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Different, so different dynamics. Exactly. So my experience has been quite colorful in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, and in response, my family have had to become a little bit more flexible. My mm. family have met him, <laughs> despite the absence of any marriage talk or talk yeah. about, you know, lobola or cows or whatever. So, yeah, that's just one example that, that yeah. stands out the most for me. That's, yeah, that's very interesting. Um, Bali, what, what, is, what is your take or what do you have to say about what Balisa has, has said? Do you have anything to add on? Uh, I can relate to, so, <laughs> so I have, I mean, I've only really dated about three and a half people in my life. Three and a half. Yeah. Three and a I don't know if I really want to count it. <laughs> <laughs> like, so yeah, so according to me, it never happened, but uh, I have a long list of people I wish I could unpack. Um, <laughs> different races and cultures and spaces. But I definitely resonate uh, with what was said just now about um, just different dating cultures. I did date an Irish guy, you know, which was the first boyfriend on the series of three um, uh, many years ago. And uh, and they, he also had this adamant thing about meeting family. And to me, mm. first of all, like, I don't show my family to anyone. Like, you've got to, like, get yeah. to, like, schedule yeah. 10, like, you know, like, yeah. within the haunches of my life before I can even, like, before my mom even knows who you are. So, like, I just, I don't know, maybe that was a sign that it was never going to work out because I just did not want to introduce this dude. And uh, it was actually by, by default because I had to go past my mom's house and, and pick up some stuff and, you know, he was waiting at the gate and then all of a sudden he was in the house with me saying hi to my mom and I was like, oh, dude, you know, oh, back off. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's been interesting. I've got, I've got, had quite an interesting uh, portfolio of people I've been with as well as people I've dated. Um very different mm. across the different uh, races and also like just different subcultures within their cultures. Um, it's a melting pot. Uh, and that's mm. what I have to say about that. Mm. Yeah. Oh, lovely, man. Baba, yeah. give us your thing. Um, yeah, so um, I think even for myself, I've, I've dated quite a number of white guys in my life um, and a few black guys, but I think, yeah, <laughs> one or two, one or two. But I think, yeah, mainly like the, the cultural differences and I think like some of the things that we would say is being respectful to our families and to our parents, like um, with what the ladies have been saying, they wouldn't understand. So um, uh, like the girl said earlier, you know, 
they will easily introduce you to their families and it, and it's normal whereas like my mother's like who's this you know yeah. you can't you <laughs> okay can't, you, and then you, you can't just be rock exactly you can't just be rocking up yeah. with this guy and you don't even know how long it's going to last because you know in our culture exactly. you you have someone hey this person they're bringing the cows and this thing better be official like because you can't yeah. come you can't come again in in a year's time or in two years time and be like oh okay so john is gone this is Peter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, I've, I've dated a lot of guys. I've dated a lot of guys of different races. And, and yeah, like like you guys said, different uh, subcultures within that. So, South African white guys, um, mm. Germans, mm. Americans. Oh. Uh, yeah. Mm. But it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I think there's so many differences, but there's also so many similarities. And I think um, we'll yeah. probably just get go further into that a bit later but yeah um yeah yeah there's always a lot to get just into. to share just to share my story with you guys if you don't know it um i've been i've been in an interracial relationship myself for a year um no i'm lying i, I was waiting i was waiting for the people no, no, like what <laughs> You guys, I don't know. I, I was like, don't this know person? how long it's been. Like, do not ask me how long it's been because I do it's not all know. Of your, like, all of your adult <laughs> life, you have yeah. been actually basically. Been, yeah. yeah, it's been my whole adult life. So we started dating when I was around 20. Um, and we're still dating. And just what you guys are talking about that, you know, you don't introduce someone to your family until you know that you're getting married. Like we're not married, by the way, but it was a it was a case of, you know, he moved to the country, um, we're dating. Um, you know, it would be it would be unfair for him not to know my family. But the funny thing is of late, his family has been wanting to meet my family so badly. And I'm like, that that's no, like, do you have cops? Do you have cats? <laughs> like, you can't just meet my parents. Um, yeah. Because we're also over here for holiday in February, uh, between January and February, and it's their third time in, in South Africa. And each time, like, are we going to see your parents? Are you going to see us? So I, I mastered up the strength to ask my dad, and he wow. gave me this look like, are you mad? You know, yeah. like, Excuse me, bro. Are yeah. you mad? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and after like two weeks of thinking about it, he's like, okay, we can go for lunch. <laughs> but then then I became too nervous because I was like, what are they going to talk about? Why are they even meeting? <laughs> We're not married. We're not planning yeah. to get married right now. Like, why is this happening? So exactly. I actually just, I kind of just hit away, you know, every time they mention the parent story, I kind of just peep something. And then, and then eventually I think they, they figured that this is not going to happen because they had like three days left. <laughs> I felt so bad though, but you know, it's just that, that um, cultural difference that we're talking about yet again. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the language difference as well, I think might. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, just to ask you guys, do you think you dating men or women of of other races is a preference? Um, well, I'll just I'll paint the scene of my background. Is my sisters and I maybe one or two other black girls with the, literally a handful of five pops uh, of black kids in a all white school, even though I grew up in Soweto. So mm. there are a lot of just different just exposed to a lot of different cultural experiences and the school that I went to was a little bit like it's like a bit 
whatever. I, I don't know if I want to call it conservative because it definitely wasn't that. But, you know, you couldn't say I have a black friend because, oh, you know, how can you say the B word? So we were all just like, we are one color and we are the thing. And and uh, <laughs> and there was a bit of like this cultural identity that kind of got a little bit lost in there. So, yeah. um, and I don't know how else to like package that without coming off like weird or like, I don't know. But um, yeah, so having understood that different kind of culture um, from the onset, it just feels a bit, it feels a bit natural sometimes, um, mm. regardless of race, of course, but like just definitely in, like, in the context of dealing with like white men or white women, it just was something yeah. that was just kind of, I'm used to this kind of thing. I was not really very aware of it. I mean, you obviously are, but it didn't stand out for me that much. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. And and yeah. so just to just to chip in, so I actually had seen um a video on Facebook where the main question they were asking is is having a racial preference in a partner racist? And you know, the opinion was very polar, you know, opposite. Some people were saying you like what you like, others were saying, um, yeah, but if what you're liking is specifically the the skin a person comes in because it's not a personality, it's not how they are, um, then yeah. you're racist. So what are your guys' opinion on that? So I'll jump in here, Dudu. So um, with me, for example, like I think I never made a conscious decision to say I'm attracted to white guys. I have predominantly dated white guys, but it was never a conscious mm-hmm. decision. And... Um, like what happened mainly with me is when I really got into dating, like the older I got, I dated white guys um, or I happened to have dated a white guy and I liked him. And I think I, I personified the personality, whatever that he came in and I sort of became drawn, um, drawn to that uh, going yeah. forward. And I mean, I'll give you a, this is a silly example and I don't mean to simplify this whole thing. Like, um, the, the guy I dated for the longest was a German guy. I dated him for like, I think it was like almost, almost eight years. Um, mm-hmm. And he had dark hair. So this is this might sound like simplifying it, but hear me out. So he had dark hair. And I was like, oh, I love this guy. Love white guys with dark hair. They're so beautiful. Dark hair, blue eyes, beautiful. Relatable and then, <laughs> and then, Sorry. <laughs> no worries. And then um, after him, cool, carry on. Um, later on, I met this Dutch guy. Also lovely guy, really lovely. But he happened to be blonde. And I swear to you, after that guy, I really liked blonde white guys. So mm. I think... <laughs> I just, yeah. I just developed, I, I just developed a liking for a certain thing because I sort of personified the, um, the experiences that I've had with, with, with what now happens to be race. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. And I mean, of course, yeah. I also feel a tinge of guilt when there's there's the question of, well, is that a racist thing? Do you like them because they're white? Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. know. I'm I'm always mm-hmm. unsure about it. Um, yeah. Because I'm, I'm certainly attracted to black men too, and I'm, I'm certainly attracted to Asian yeah. men. But mm. I don't know. I'm, so, I'm I somehow think, drawn to, yeah. to white men. Yeah. yeah. And mm. I don't think you need to feel guilty at all for what you like, you know. And um, it's, it's something that we're made to feel at times, mm. given the society we live in and, you know, the people around us. Um, but like but, a, like a know, bad black. 
you don't love yourself yes exactly mm. 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 your people it's like but i do but i also I love do. this person you know? exactly and and yeah. just, to, just to add to to what baba said i mean and this is across all color lines across all cultures if you meet someone and they make you feel a certain way once that relationship ends you're going to seek that once more in other people and so mm. you're more drawn to people that look like that person more drawn to people that act like that person and so you might find yourself un- unwittingly and unknowingly now only dating white men indian men colored men because there's just that that thing the familiarity um, yeah, yeah. Mm. well i wanted to ask my next question here um what are the common like myths and misconceptions that you you guys have come across um given interracial relationships um but you can go first ah uh, well sure the wonderful irish man and i once went down on holiday in cape town and just the locals chilling out on the beach started singing what's that there was that song black and yellow that was trading at the time <laughs> and that was just really interesting oh, um weird. we were in this, the posh ass hotel and um I kind of overstepped a little bit. My my man went downstairs to like get us a cool spot for breakfast. I joined him downstairs and I was looking hot. Um and I came downstairs looking cute but not but on purpose. Just like this because I am who I am. And um and I really I got stared down and uh, and the impression that I got was kind of cuz I was the only black female in that whole establishment. And uh, it just kind of came up with this like hooker type of feeling. Um mm-hmm. just like I don't know sometimes there's just like this like negative uh vibe about like a black woman seen with like a, a white partner you know oh yeah mm-hmm. you know it maybe maybe if especially if he is fired oh yeah you know maybe she's getting money out of it or like da 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 like mm-hmm. a whole bunch of like weirdy whack stereotypes um yeah, yeah and I want to just quickly jump in on this on the preference thing as well I think so I have a couple of friends who are in the same kind of like setup as what we are and uh, for one friend you actually it's like her, she calls it her guilty indulgence because like she's like yeah I've got this thing for Afrikaans guys babe I don't know what to do <laughs> and you know and we just kind of got to chatting and you know some of it is comes from like a little bit of traumas as well you know like not to be ugh, very controversial thing that I'm saying but like it, it, you know some places can be like hey man a lot of people have experienced hurt from a certain type of of person and uh and mm-hmm. they just find healing or just like safety and not being around that and i think that's also something that can uh like uh influence one's preference or one's like just lifestyle choices just overall in general and that's mm-hmm. what i have to say mm-hmm. very true mm-hmm. yeah Thank when when um a black woman is with uh especially a white man there's always that misconception that you're in it for money you're trying mm. to get the love back there's no love there um and you know even with him I can I can only laugh <laughs> you know actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> no cuz yeah, yeah I can imagine you've you've been on the 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 receiving end of um Yeah. Of yeah. But actually, just to quickly veer back into the whole preference thing and just add my two cents um around racial preference. So, being an eccentric, very different black woman, um I've always heard from people that yeah, 
you know, you can only only ever date a white man because a black man will never take you to his yeah. family with your tattoos and your piercings uh, and just how, how you are uh, in general. And yeah. my first, uh, you know, sexual encounters were with white men. And I got to a point where, as Baba said, you feel a little bit of guilt and you're like, am I like living out um, you know these prophecies and these uh, stereotypes. And the first black man I I engaged, people were like, "No, maybe it's just just this one." And then the second one, they're like, "Ah, maybe you know it's, it's too time." <laughs> and I had to convince people that guys, I like guys of all races. I mm. you know I'm 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 a slut for the dick. Just, <laughs> yep. all kinds of honey. Whatever <laughs> exactly. All dick stuff, is just dick, honestly. I just like them all. Whoever yeah. wants to come to me, if I am interested, let's do this. Um, Baba, do you have any misconceptions that you've come across? Oh, so many. Um, like especially when I when I'm back in in the Eastern Cape, which is where I'm from, um, a lot of people will be like, "Oh, you've got a white man. Oh, he's gonna treat mm. you right. You stick to that. Mm. Good on you." Mm. And I'm like, Guys, oh, wow. this is, first of all, this is not an achievement because it's mm. always like, "Yo, yeah. yo, you've got a white." No, first of all, this is not an achievement. Can we not? And secondly, like, mm. the, just this assumption that because a guy is white or a partner is white, <laughs> they're gonna treat you better than mm. than a black person would mm. or a person of any other color complete mm. rubbish but i get that a lot and people just assume mm. that um oh he, he'll be better he won't cheat <laughs> they do cheat uh, believe mm. me i know it mm. i know it <laughs> everybody not everybody cheats but you know there's no race to cheating <laughs> there's no race to being abusive yeah. and there's no race to being you yeah. know to treating a person mm. a certain way so that's one of the yeah. big misconceptions i i get and also obviously the fact that people think i'm with a guy for the money like no guys i work mm-hmm. i work very hard mm. <laughs> White guys can be really toxic. Very much so. Yeah. Too. So yeah. it's a really bad misconception. Exactly. Yeah. It, is. it is. I think also yeah. with um the misconception that, oh my gosh, you know, you have it, you have it all, you know, yeah. he must be so romantic, mm. he must be so loving. Exactly. Like, are they truly romantic guys? Like Oh, uh, 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 <laughs> so not ro- more exactly. romantic. Absolutely not. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Somebody, what's your take on that? I think the intimacy might be different, but romance, nah. Mm. I don't know. I think that's a very like interpersonal yeah. thing. That's definitely yeah. Yeah. the physical individual presented in front of you and how they choose their love language. It's got nothing to do with race, I don't think. Yeah. But. Also, I've seen like, uh, you know, you walk past the park and you see this couple, a black couple, and they're just chilling, just chilling on the grass with each other, like just like loving, you know, and just like, I don't know, I've seen this beautiful act. There's a really cool, um, uh, what are they called? I see a different you. It's these, uh, the Mukeli brothers, uh, who are also from my hometown of Soweto. And 
uh, they just go around, uh, they would go around and capture these beautiful, like, black love moments um, and other kinds of beautiful moments. And, oh, man, yeah. Romance is not a white thing at all. Like, we've been loving each other forever. Like, our, most people's parents, most of our parents are still together. All their like grandparents are still together, type of thing, or whatever that is. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so I have a question around um, something that Mali just said, but also linking to um, th- there's something that triggered me when you said something. Um, so around the intimacy and the misconception, we actually had um, a, a discussion myself and Potato, um, as I was reading through a Reddit thread around what are the things that people think about interracial relationships and um, engagements with people of other races that aren't necessarily true or have been true. And one of the comments was um, this black lady who said, uh, there's a misconception that when you're with a white man, he will never, when you're intimate, go down on you. They just don't do that. What? Oh. <laughs> yes. What? Yes. What? She needs to get her money back. Is what she, she needs does. to do. She oh, does. No. She needs a refund. <laughs> did, you have, did you get her number? Let's help her. <laughs> what the hell? I was like, that is very, that is very wow. interesting. Um, yeah. But I think... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sorry. It's it's it speaks to also you know the perceptions that people have about sex with people of, of other races. Like yeah. maybe that that for me that lady who had said you know um, the the man won't go down on her. That was a first for me because a lot yeah. of the time there's this misconception that like yeah if you're dating a white guy like he's a monster in the bed and he's gonna make you feel good. He's gonna lick your anus. He's gonna lick your vagina. <laughs> He's gonna eat your foot, you know. <laughs> Everything. So that for me was the, was the was the first instance. But I know um, my boyfriend doesn't really um, say it, but I can tell that he doesn't want to participate in um, acts maybe where um, I would be chained or something mm. like that. Because I think mm-hmm. in his mind, you know, he still sees it as oh no. Um, like I'm not a slave keeper or something like that, and yeah. and for me, I'm just like, no, we're just having fun. Like, just That's chain me, and he's like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I can relate. Yeah. What is, what is it like? Like, what is it like in the bedroom? And what are some of the you know, once again, kind of maybe misconceptions or whatever that people have about or perceptions that people have about um, sex in the bedroom with with um, someone who's not of the same color as you. I can tell you one already. Yes. Mm-hmm. Penis size. Oh, the Penis lies. Size. <laughs> I, do, I don't understand who lied to black men and said that, well, we know it's Pornhub, but... <laughs> <laughs> and American propaganda. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But honestly, and it's actually, there's something much deeper in in the sexualization and the over-sexualization of uh, black men's penises and and Mm -hmm. just like but that's something for another day but I -hmm. have had some of the 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 biggest phallic humans that I've engaged Mm -hmm. have been 
Caucasian. Yep. So mm-hmm. I think it's such a misconception. And honestly, like you will meet a big dick black guy, but you'll also meet an equally big dick white guy. Very true. If I can come in at this point, um, Balisa, for me, I think one of the major issues has been um, people assuming that you are in the kind of uh, sexual relationship where you are hyper-fetishized and you're tied Mm. every day, Mm. all the time, and everything Mm. is about your blackness and your black pussy and your yeah. <laughs> right your chocolate that's the <laughs> exactly. word exactly chocolate ebony oh, oh. So I, I say this though as somebody who loves to play with fetish because I completely fetishize white men I really do mm. like objectification on steroids i'm here for it and perhaps, <laughs> perhaps it's problematic We're right here for the truth. <laughs> exactly I, I i think it it becomes uh weird right because those sexual relationships are about power and mm-hmm. white men tend to have power in society so you will have a white man with reservations about mm-hmm. playing that sort of play with you but as a black yeah. woman i'm able to bring it in um, mm. And if brought in by me and managed by me, then it can be quite a healthy, not so mm. toxic thing. Um, yeah. And then in addition to that, I think, um, and related to your point about preference, I know that black men do not prefer me. Okay. So I've had this yeah. conversation with, with uh, uh, Madame Dublot, where I said <laughs> to her... <laughs> black men think I'm too skinny right and I'm yeah I'm not a real woman and xyz so I've I've dated a significant number of both black and white men but I have been the most uncomfortable with black men and I have been made to feel the least woman by black men made Mm. to feel um that I have to compensate, you, you know, there, there's something that I'm lacking for them. Uh, and, and it's been, crazy. yeah, it's been frustrating. And uh, yeah, so my, my, it, it's white men who have accepted me or created yeah. healthy romantic spaces for me where I didn't have to over explain my weight and why I'm so yeah. skinny and that it's yeah. hereditary, right? And that I don't have an eating disorder or yeah, <laughs> you know? no, that's crazy. <laughs> that actually makes me feel quite emotional right now because it's I have something lot. similar. Um yeah. but in the sense that so like I, I always love like I do love me. I do love me a, a black 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 and, and must be black. black. Yeah. Mm, not clean, <laughs> not caramel. Black, so <laughs> um, I, I like I, I like how like Congolese guys look and stuff. And yeah. I remember back then, you know, before before getting into this um, serious relationship, I'd always, you know, be told, mm, "You're too white. Mm, um, yeah. Your interests yeah. are too white. Um, why do you listen to this music? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why do you why do you talk like that? That kind of thing, and it would genuinely hurt because it's like I actually like you, like you, mm-hmm. and here you are just judging me for not being 
as black as you want me to be no. yet i am mm-hmm. i mean i still speak my languages i have black family i have black friends um also grew up in soweto i am black um but then yeah. once you start you know judging my interests and saying you know you're trying to be other and no black yeah. guys can you know it's going to love you that way and you can't be going to your rock concerts you know that kind of thing that that really really hurts mm. and once again it's a misconception and it's a generalization it's not every guy so uh to our mm. listeners don't don't not all men you know not all black men <laughs> yeah but that just add to 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 what you and palissa said around that I feel like I've gotten and we've Alice and I have spoken about this as well and I think I might have also spoken to you guys about it around black men and nagging. I have gotten the most nagging from black men where yeah. on the opposite spectrum of what Alice is saying it's guys saying oh no but you know you looked better when you were thinner oh but you know you do this faster if you were thinner and i'm like hmm. wait, wait what excuse me i am perfect the way i am i don't need you to comment on anything on my body it is my body yeah. um and then my experience with with white men mostly has been with european men have has been more of a you know i guess more of a fetishization like they 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 really 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 want you and it's nice to feel like crazily wanted you know mm. yeah. Think, but yeah. black men have been spoiled by our mothers and by the like, yeah. by femininity um yeah. you know like the boy of the house generally doesn't have to wash dishes or even learn yeah. how to cook and then you come growing up in this world where you can go ah woman if a woman doesn't do this da 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 da, da you know so i think yeah. it, definitely i can agree with you but like they are the kings of opinions.com you know um oh, a black man yeah. would Oh my gosh and it's like babe have you seen yourself have you have you seen yourself that you can have these fucking <laughs> opinions on my life um and i just kind of want to throw that in because it, it really does frustrate me and it just i sit there like rolling candy. my eyes i think i yeah. said on facebook the other day like someone who was being dead serious and he's like you know women who post jokes and silly things are so unattractive to men and i'm going the fuck bro like I don't want to bang you. I don't even know who you are. Like I'm sitting here minding my own business, having a laugh with my mates and you're out there having like a judgment panel. Like, dude, you even have a job. Like, who are you? You know, but I, just, I just think like, it's just really interesting. Like, the, like this blackness and black manness. There's also like these like unspoken, like just raggedy ass rules that and, and just like rubbish expectations, you know? Um, like a guy will be like, oh yeah. So when are you going to cook for me? And you're like, nigga, what? Like, nah, uh-uh, you know? I don't do no, that for we me. We both so. just came from work, both of us. Do you know, Dude, I mean? do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. There's a fridge, you've got arms, you've got hands, you know how to cook, you know how to Google, like, well, what's the deal, you know? So it's just that that yeah. whole funny thing of, like, take care of a man and and um, and just that culture that also comes as part of it, which is just absolutely repulsive. Yeah. yeah. And guys, talking about, like, taking care of a, of a man and all of that also comes with, like, the family kind of um i'm looking for a word but yeah let's say family right mm-hmm. i.e babies so mm-hmm. oh. yeah <laughs> do any of you have children do any of you have mixed babies at the moment no not no. yet no. Goodness. No, <laughs> not babies. no one can afford babies 
Whose cackle is that? That's how you know you're with a group of independent women. There's like no sense in this economy. Uh uh-uh, uh, like. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Bruh, there's no money. No money. Like for a whole human baby. Um, one thing I really hate about like what people's perception of my relationship for instance is you know everyone has been waiting for me to have a baby and not because they they think like i don't know a baby's going to make me happy or or that i've been saying you know oh, i really want a baby no everyone's waiting for me to have a baby because the baby's going to be so beautiful oh wow what do you guys mm-hmm. think about like that i for for for, for one it totally grinds my tits that mm. people just um put mixed babies on this pedestal like yeah. they're not still just babies you know yeah, yeah. what do you guys it's think about baba what do you think about it yeah it's absolutely ridiculous because look babies are beautiful and i think i'm getting to that age now where i'm like oh i wouldn't mind one i mean i can't afford one but you know and yeah. i've never even before i had a dating preference if that's what you're calling it i've never thought oh i want a mixed race baby like babies mm. are beautiful I am beautiful and a baby that would come out in my color would be absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think placing you know it it goes back to how society places white people on a pedestal because yeah, this baby yeah. because they, yeah. they, their their complexion yeah. is now no longer yeah. our complexion is suddenly better. How? Yeah. How? Exactly. It, it, I I think and and assuming that I am in the relationship I'm in because I want to have a baby that's a, a different complexion to me is, is even more ridiculous because like I said I want I would want a baby that looks like me so the baby will have my features and that's what I want now when the skin color is different and I'm suddenly supposed to I don't know um make that a big thing or or, or make it sound like it's better than what I have then that's why i think it's just it's just absolutely rubbish like yeah i think we it, it goes back to self love and you'll find that it's mainly in in black society that that happens white people are not running around saying oh no matter what baby is going to be beautiful it goes back mm. to self love from ourselves this is yeah. true this is true this is also why we have such a huge um to this day colorism issue you know yeah. within yeah. the black community itself um you know the lighter skin you are the more inverted commas beautiful you are yeah um that kind of thing so it speaks to that as well but for me it's like please don't wish me a baby simply because you think the baby's going to be beautiful <laughs> <laughs> that's a rubbish yeah. reason to have a kid man yeah yeah exactly okay so um guys i just want to ask around interracial relationship dynamics right um and this is on all aspects um so there's a clip that we uh shared with you where um a lady we had asked around interracial relationships who's not in one but has found that she she says that for most of her life she has preferred a uh, white man but she hasn't quite received the same um enthusiasm and same um I don't know experience with white men um and how she explained it in her eyes is men are at the top of the food chain white people are at the top of the food chain and so having a white man with a black woman who's on the polar opposite of the spectrum um there's a level of power 
dynamics and we've mentioned this in this conversation as well so how have you experienced that power dynamic and how have you experienced um being in an interracial relationship specifically with a south african context because um you know i feel like most of afrikaans people are in south africa and so <laughs> we have yeah. a great i guess data point on 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 dating afrikaans or going out with afrikaans men um and a different friend of ours also mentioned having very cringy moments with afrikaans guys where Ugh. um you know she'd be in a car with her boyfriend and if anyone that she knew or he knew uh went by she had to hide you know um and there's a lot of that in life so that people that he knows don't know that he's actually you know dating a black yeah 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 i'll jump in here to do um so as some of you will know like i'm married to an african guy um and (laughs) and I, the best I, one the, the best one oh he's he's a sweetheart um but i've i've never had any such experience like not with any other white guy and not with him either like very proud of me we walk around in his small little very african town like barberton <laughs> as you can imagine but you know we walk around together holding hands we go to the bar and you know the dannies and the ums will be looking there but he he will probably be sitting next to me kissing me like there's never been any mm-hmm. kind of, of of issue like that and um if we now go to the, to the power dynamic that you spoke about oh i think what i've found in being in a in an interracial relationship is sometimes you've got to have a barrier between all the shit that's going on outside and i'm not saying ignore the racism ignore the bad stuff but you've got to develop some kind of barrier between um everything that's happening out there in between the two people that you are you may be of different races mm-hmm. and there may be a lot of stuff that's happening outside that sort of almost uh, fight between the different races but you've got to keep that out of your relationship somehow mm-hmm. like you talk about things but um we don't i try not to engage too much on racial stuff with my husband like we talk about things we talk about race stuff but at, at some point yeah. it will get to a point where there'll be some sort of of blaming or whatever and you must just not yeah. do that it's very important mm-hmm. to just be with the person and i'm not yeah. saying ignore things but yeah. be about the person yeah. and look be no, do not be about the person's yeah. skin color honestly um yeah. even if, yeah. if if i find him attractive as a white man whatever but there's got to be a point where you cut that stuff out of your relationship and mm-hmm. and i think that's how you avoid the power dynamics the, because if you come in here and and you have an inferiority complex because there's an issue there's, there there are issues of racism happening out there where we feel that white men might have been superior or black women might be inferior which they're not but if you come yeah. into it with that kind of complex then you create that power dynamic and honestly mm-hmm. you must cut that stuff out of your relationship yeah, yeah. no yeah. i mean i don't know uh, i can agree kind of So while I didn't date someone who made me hide in the car, um there was this guy that I was yo guys I was having the best time with this dude and he was tall and Afrikaans and he had a big thing and like um but, uh how we ended up hooking up is this on like one random afternoon that ended up with all of us at his parents house in the south and um it turns out his parents are like these hectic of your beer people but he didn't get us sure. but 
true story on my life. Um, but he didn't give a shit, you know. But I had to hide in the <laughs> on this like massive property. I had to hide in the laundry room of oh, like this like thing for like a solid like twenty minutes to half an hour, like while the parents were being awake and like my other and it was quite weird because I was a black girl and then it was um uh oh, I don't know if I'm gonna give these guys up if I say but like a Indian looking dude and uh like a kind of looking dude even though they were from the same heritage and then like my our Afrikaans friend and they were very welcome into that house but they I was not at all you know it's like oh shit I should not buddy can you just go to let me here but you know you know I mean we were also like completely off our faces so it was like this like wild experience and um but he also came to come chill with me and it was like I think we started making out oh, yeah anyways yeah we started making out in the like the <laughs> memories um but yeah so I think at the end of the day like what was really cool about that because we ended up hooking up for a while was um it didn't really fucking matter because I think, you know, everyone was just having fun, but also he kind of, he chose to be with me and that was it and there was nothing really that deep. But there are, you yeah. know, some instances where, I don't know, sometimes with the interracial thing, it's usually like a black person fitting into like whiteness or like white culture. So like, there's still that like thing where, you, I don't know how to explain it. But um, yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. yeah weird. Mm-hmm. I've never been hidden. I've never been, um, I've never felt that any of the white men I was with were ashamed of me. In fact, I felt they were doing a little bit too much in terms of parading me. Which sometimes I think it's important, right? So yeah. Juju knows that I am, I'm going to sound arrogant, I'm super educated, I'm doing a PhD. And I think yes. for white yes. men, oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. you don't sound arrogant at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're doing a fucking PhD. Yeah. So for me, I think it's important for white men to interact with people like us who are educated, independent, financially capable, the works, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's important mm-hmm. for our commu- for their communities to see us. Yeah. So there are instances where I'm happy to walk mm-hmm. into a space, right? and claim that space and have them recognize that the superior here is me <laughs> potentially <Hello>. because <laughs> what i'm doing is, is kind of beginning to nullify that power dynamic where your yeah. money elevates you it doesn't elevate you if i can dismantle you intellectually which i can in a heartbeat yeah. and i think Very it's good. very healthy for them to be confronted with that kind of challenge that yeah. said, yeah. I hate to be trophied, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, don't overstate that aspect of me. Because even if I am a poor, uneducated black woman, if I'm with you, I am enough just as the poor, uneducated yeah. black yeah. woman. My humanity yeah. and my dignity is enough. I don't have to qualify mm-hmm. it with education or money or whatever else, you know? So I, so I think it's a little bit tricky and we often as black women find ourselves constantly having to reflect like, yo, was that situation weird? Did I respond, you know, accordingly? You know what I mean? So it, it, it requires a lot of internal work. Um, yeah. And that said, yeah. I have to say that I, I raise the race conversation all the time. I don't care who you are 
what <laughs> what the nature of our relationship is mm. the one night stand or a long term thing <laughs> my race is in your face and you are yeah. going to <laughs> confront it I like your face <laughs> you're going to confront it and I want you to be uncomfortable and I want you to mm. problematize whatever socialization makes you uncomfortable right yeah so, mm. so yeah, yeah I think for me for me, what I want to say is um, what Baba had said about, you know, um, keeping stuff out of your relationship or having to form some kind of thick skin um, because it will kind of maybe maybe always um, result in disagreements or arguments. And, you know, you took something from outside that you maybe saw something or you were treated a certain way outside and then you bring it in. So that used to happen a lot with me um, until... Until, I don't know, maybe I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm not sure. It doesn't Mm. happen that often. So, for instance, we'd be out and then... I mean, I think when you have a a partner of another race, you somewhat experience more racism on a daily basis. Mm. Because Mm. you see it it in real time, every Mm. single day, how people Mm. will treat you differently from the person you're walking with or the Mm. person you're sitting at the the dinner Mm. table with. Or, or, or whatever, you know? And for me, for a long time, it was such a struggle because, for one, my boyfriend speaks German. And wherever we'd go in the country, uh, people, like, talk or skinner or, like, point and stuff like that. And a lot of the time, they would be speaking Vanek, which I could understand, or Afrikaans, which I could understand. And my boyfriend was none the wiser. And mm-hmm. I would just be sitting, <laughs> we'd be in the queue at the supermarket and I'd be like bubbling, bubbling, slowly bubbling. And he doesn't realize what's been happening for the last 20 minutes. Like people have wow. been talking about whatever, you know? Mm. Um, and and when, mm. I, when I would tell him like, oh my gosh, this is what they're saying. They're saying such terrible things. And, you know, then he would like turn, turn to them and want to start something. Um, <laughs> but for a long time, then that's why I ended up just not telling him. And for a long time, it was, it was a case of me taking instances like that and going, but why didn't you like say this or that? Why didn't you protect me? Or why didn't you, you know, that kind of thing. And it's like, I just needed to be secure in myself as well. People Mm. are always going to talk. Everywhere people talk as much as I'd Google, like, um, is this place safe for black travelers? Is this place safe for interracial couples to travel? Mm. You know, as much as I'd Google that. (laughs) That's that's our reality. But at the end of it, it's like, actually, you have to be confident in yourself and confident in your partner so much so that you're not going to let some random ass like um Bali was saying random person who's judgmental of your life yeah. who's not even paying your rent or paying your mm. salary mm. you know ruin your whole mood and and add tension to your your relationship yeah exactly because um, there's just so much of it you know there's so much yeah. and i think people don't understand just on a daily basis mm. i mean there they could be small little instances every now and then but there's so much and i think if every one of those creeps back in and you're you it creeps back into your your house and you're to, you, you're always yeah. on it. it 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 will eat that away at the relationship much. which which mm. really between the two of you the love is there the love doesn't care about what's happening out there but if you keep bringing all of it in bit by bit that will actually chip mm. away at something and i think yeah, yeah it, you have to get yeah. to a point where so so what so i started I, doing then um is because it used to bother me a lot and then i i start i flipped it 
um, to make it a joke or something. So we actually start making fun of people who are making fun of us. Mm. And, and, <laughs> and also, um, I don't know if you guys do the same, but honestly, I do. I use these dynamics and people's percent perceptions to our advantage. So if I know that David, um, oh, that's my partner's name, <laughs> will be uh, better received doing something, then he must go and do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it'll be, it'll be quicker because, oh, here comes a white male. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's not me. That's the society we live in. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so I'd be like, okay, you go do that because you'll be attended to within five minutes and it'll be done in five minutes, you know? Mm. Um, or if, if there's a place that I I could maybe um, get a better negotiation or something on price mm. because a lot of the time when they see a white male, they like money. So I'm like, mm. you stay in the car. I'm yeah. going to go with my, <laughs> <laughs> with my two cents, you know? So that's that's what i've actually had to do it's like playing on monopoly or something but mm. that's what we've had to do and it works well to our advantage and we are cognizant of it um which is another reason i don't really believe in in like being colorblind or, or whatever yeah i am cognizant of color i am mm. cognizant of what the world perceives of me and that kind of thing um oh i want to give you one example and then i'm gonna give over to madame de bleu um one example, there are plenty. <laughs> the one time we were at a horse estate, at a polo estate, um, for for Christmas in um, Ladysmith, uh, for we were there like for a week or something, and the people there, uh, as in the workers there, the black workers at that, you know, were asking me like, uh, like, what did you do for the family to take you on holiday with them, like, um. <laughs> Like you must be a really good housekeeper. Wow. Like for yeah. Wow. Um, and that's that stuff has happened before, um, where people assume like I'm the housekeeper or whatever. Oh. And I just play along with it. Honestly, that was like a whole t- a week of fun because when we got there, they thought I was the housekeeper. And at some point they saw me kissing um a boyfriend and they came to me and they're like, You are gonna lose your job. <laughs> <laughs> If the family did find out you guys can't be kissing in public like that. Oh, and word. I just played along with it, you know. Another instance is like, we, you know, when we go to restaurants or whatever and people assume that, you know, I'm I'm the, is it is it the money baby? If you have baby, a, babe. Sugar baby. <laughs> sugar, sugar baby. baby. <laughs> sugar baby. <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, like, <laughs> well, I, I want to be a money baby, guys. But Don't yeah, do all things. around with those instances. Um, I mean, otherwise you'll just, you'll just die. Honestly, you'll just die of, mm. of anger. So, yeah. Yeah, very true. Um, exactly. So I wanted to ask a question, but before I wanted to like backtrack and just add my two cents on some of the comments that have come out um, now, especially around white men and other men of other races um, engaging more educated uh, uh, black women, because I think it's very important not to have a um, single story of, of your experience with 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 um, black women. So, for example, mm-hmm. if your only experience of a black woman has been a woman that cleaned your house, mm-hmm. and now you want to date me, I I'm a little bit suspect on on that because um, 
the power dynamic as much as you know we can go in and say yeah we're going to do this and do this to dismantle it but his only experience has been a black woman that's inferior so if he has colleagues and friends and uh uh classmates that are on his level sometimes even superior in intellect that aren't like him i think that's when you, we can start having a conversation for me that's my personal mm. um mm. view and uh what balisa said around um you know being made a trophy this is always a topic that comes up with with um you know black women and other races uh of relationships um you know the fetish fetish i can never say this word mm-hmm. fetishization mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And you know you, you always get it because as soon as you go on a date and someone says oh I've never been with a black black woman mm-hmm. I feel like that's when you just want to close the bill just stand up and leave because I think there's this now misconception and this idea that you know black women are freaky yeah. and you're about to get in on the sexiest mm. busiest mm-hmm. sex of mm-hmm. your life and now you need to do bedroom gymnastics mm-hmm. and you're like so it's it's a regime it's a regime there's only so much that you can do out there's no magic there mm. just enjoy have have fun uh but the question i i had so that was my comment but the question i had was around you know in this day and age especially in this age uh BLM is everywhere plastered on all social media mm-hmm. um have you had conversations with your partners um around the black lives movement black lives matter movement and do you believe that they're allies or have they told you that they're allies and would you date someone that isn't an ally in in the movement could never be me Mm. <laughs> no. Raising your face. Ever. They got blocked all of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I uh, you know, I um I said this to Madame Dublo the other day. I said we we must be careful of putting European men on this pedestal, right? Because we tend to view them as more capable of dealing with race than white South Africans or Afrikaner South Africans. But mm-hmm. our European male partners can also be quite problematic. Um mm-hmm. so for me, dating both white European and white South African men, I've had instances where it's come to my realization that this person is not an ally. Mm-hmm. and cut a nigga off so don't get cut <laughs> 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 so, so <laughs> my current partner you know i mean you know like i said earlier we've been together for six and a half years we've been talking about race for six and a half years we've been on vacation to parts of europe where i didn't feel safe um mm. we've spoke like w- we've been on the airplane your emirates came over told me my shorts were too short and Wait, yet there was a, yeah there was a white man in front of me afrikaans wearing smaller booty shorts than mine <laughs> 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 <Right>. <laughs> 
and in that moment you know i had the conversation with my partner and he obviously thought it was absurd and neither of us were having what the what the air hostess was saying she asked me to change my pants right yeah. so at this point he 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 knows what's up and i must mm. say he has been very actively um um in- engaging participating in dialogue around black lives matter uh yeah. posting on his twitter his instagram you know so the beautiful thing i think when you're in a long term interracial relationship comes when you're at a point where the struggle is yours like the both of you fight mm, yeah. the the anti-racist fight it's not yeah. just mine you know it's the, it's exactly the same with the feminist fight right feminism is about equality for men and women so yeah. the same way that patriarchy fucks women over it fucks men over so the feminist fight is also his fight you know so for yeah. us everything g is just together activism <laughs> responding to every issue oh, on our yeah. social media accounts yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's lovely man yeah. I, 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 Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, I was asking Bali what what her thoughts on that oh, is. Okay. I don't really know. Just <laughs> man, I uh, I'm trying to package my words so that I don't come off like dramatic and con- as controversial as what I really am. Um ah, allies. Okay, cool. I've dated I mean okay, that that's definitely like that's one of the half. Um quite a few people make up that half when I said three and a half men. So like <laughs> One of the people that comprised the half. It was probably the first white dude that I'd been with, and we we're kind of seeing each other. Let's call it dating, but it wasn't. You know, now that I look back at life. But we went to this party in Pretoria, and anyways, we're driving in this car. I'm the only black chick in the car, and it's me and him in the back, and this, his bestie and the best friend's girlfriend. And this taxi cuts us off in Pretoria in the CBD, and you know, this chick like yells out, "Ah, you know, Kevo, da da da," and I'm going, "Wow, <gasps> this is the first time I've ever experienced this," and. Like I said, you're not. It's like, yeah, don't worry. Like you, you're not one of. You're not like that. You're not like one of those. Like, oh you're, not one of, like you're not that black. I don't know how to oh say Like you're not Lord, that yeah. black. But this is someone that I was definitely hooking up with, who like had shown a, a clear interest and like, you know, like quite being quite vocal about his interest with me and like obviously bringing me along to this party and all of this stuff. And that was, that was just my first thing. So I don't really know what an ally looks like because. I, uh, I don't know. I don't really have an opinion that I can that I can package and share. Uh, I mean, not everyone is like that, but you know, um, I think I don't know what what does an ally what does an ally look like? Is it someone that is um, that is empathetic and listening and supportive of whatever rants, raves, and like frustrations that we may be venting? Is it someone who, out of their own pocket, just quietly is donating ten dollars to an NGO in a township or the BLM movement like what does that look like in terms of like being an ally so I don't know I just feel like you either you either get it or you don't and I'm fortunate enough that I like the people that I that I hang with and like that I roll with like I actually think that they just get it and it's never a situation where like someone has to feel like oh you know but not all white people or like yeah you know like yeah. an explanation situation like you know. You know that like nauseating stuff. So, so yeah, that's 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 where I fall into this. <laughs> so I really much of an opinion on either on either side, but I'm just kind of I'm just not sure what that looks like. Um, yeah. Also because yeah. of that like black curiousness, you know, and I, I I never know if like black curiousness is a black positive thing or if it's more like along the lines of black fetish, um, 
or yeah, like yeah. a black shoe. I don't know what that is. So I, I think I'm still trying to figure that out for me and define it for myself. So I'm not yeah. really sure where where that where what that looks like. Yeah, and Thank to you. and to just jump in on on if I think my partner is an ally, I think it's it's very difficult to say. 100% he's an ally because look I know that he gets it I know that he gets what, what we're fighting for I know what, that he gets what my struggles are every day because most of the time he's with me and he sees these things that I go through but I think it's also you know when someone hasn't experienced something it's very difficult for them to really really understand like this is something that's happening to us all the time on a daily basis and I think I know he gets it and yeah I guess I can say he's an mm. ally but I think yeah. a part of me just wishes I, there was some way I could transfer the experience so that people actually get it. Um, look, I, I know he's, he's sympathetic. Mm, and I think yeah. there's not much more, really. Is there much more yeah. someone can be above being exactly. sympathetic? Because honestly, I think until you really experience like the, the type of shit we do go through on a day-to-day yeah. basis. Um, yeah. yeah. So what, I, to, what I always um, say to my partner is, um, you know, as as much as I see like he'll sympathize or empathize and and stuff, and I'm like, you know what, you don't really get it, and you won't get it mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. because you're not me, and you you don't have my experiences throughout the day, um, since I was yeah. I was a child. But what I always say is, you know, what I always ask him is, are you prepared to have a black baby? Because it is mm-hmm. then when you will really you know feel probably wow. through your child what racism is like um as much as like, like like i said when we go out whatever we experience it but through his own you know dna i think it'll be a lot lot harder for him to to ex- experience it you know to see how the world sees his own dna in a sense mm, so yeah. yeah i think that's one way to know if if someone is an ally are they prepared yeah. to have a, a brown yeah. baby that's definitely a conversation mm-hmm. to have <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, no one, no one wants to 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 have this experience. I mean, being black and being a woman is amazing sometimes, but the tough times are a lot tougher, you know. And even if I could transpose uh, the experience onto someone, you actually, Loki, don't also want someone you love to to go through and feel what you felt as well. That's true. It's I think there's, it's I mean, I think it's it's just a privilege in itself to not have to experience the hardships and oppressions that come with being A, black, and also and B, primarily a black female. Even within yeah. the, like, the wheel of black, <laughs> the black woman does not even feature. You know what I mean? You've got to like, um, yeah. you've got to overqualify yourself. You've got to overvocalize. You've got to be like this, like sassy ass on it career. Da da da. Check all the boxes. Like, like you were saying, like um, someone mentioned, like financially well, and you've got to be all these different things. Like we just don't matter. Like so, mm. like this, you know, in terms of allies, like I think. Wow. We are our own allies as black women, and I think mm. it's just it's mm. nice to be in spaces where people can actually just like be able to like a see that for what it is and be able to appreciate that and just support it. And I think that maybe that is what an ally an ally looks like. Yeah, I think for me as well, uh, a good way to understand whether someone, especially if they're a South African white human, and this is, I know this is very controversial, but uh, a great way to understand whether they are an ally or not, is if any time you bring up Black Lives Matter, they want to shut you up and say, 
but also farm murderers. I'm just saying, I don't think anyone's ready for this conversation. <laughs> also, we don't have a lot of time for it right now. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, thank you so much, Baba Balisa, also known as um, Balisa Moles. That's P-A-L-E-S-A underscore M-O-L-S on Insta and Twitter and Mbali at the Joel Burger. Mm-hmm. Um, that's T H E article J O L B U R G E R B U G E R on Insta. Um, yeah, thank you guys for joining us and sharing your experiences with us. Basically, this podcast, uh, Sex and Vagine, is about um, our experiences as Black women, um, and it's just a platform where we we don't have to be afraid of being judged, um, and where we can um, just share experiences and go, oh, okay, that's how Baba dealt with that. Maybe I should try and deal with it um, in that way as well. Yeah, and to my co-host, Madame de Bleu, thank you very much. And yeah, we'll catch you on the next segment. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, ladies. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Sex and Virgin. We hope you loved it as much as we did. Let's continue this conversation on our social media platforms. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Sex and Vagine. That is S-E-X-A-N-D-V-A-G-E-N-E. No underscores, no ampersand. Bye, Bye, bees. bees.